Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cover Your Ears. My name is George, and you might notice that this episode is a little bit different from the from the other ones that we've done thus far. And that's because uh, we have Joel in the, Hello in the studio today. It's not, you, it's not usually a studio. Uh, and Joel's here because we're making a film, yeah. which is pretty, pretty wicked. Um, now, we were going to talk about horror films, because we are making one. However, the, the audio got corrupted shall we say. So we, that entire session went out the window. So our plan B is that we're going to talk about our top three films of the last 10 years. AKA Technically the, 11. AKA the 2010s. Yes. Yeah. Because the decade, a yeah. decade, not of the last decade. Anyway, let's, let's, let's bloody well start then because we've, we've not got a lot of time. Okay, right. Joel, you want to go first? Uh, I'd say, go for number three, I'd say La La Land is my number three. Freaking sweet, Lois. Why is that? Because I've seen it about a hundred times. Right, it well. It's a very good film. I, yeah. I've only seen, um... I've only seen La La Land? I've only seen the intro. Only see the intro will put you off, 100%. Yeah, well, it was in a, it was in a film class, and... Talk about intros. Yeah. As, as we probably would have been. Uh... So I I was uninterested by it at the time. I'll I'll see it at some point. I know the director's making a film called. They're probably making something. I don't know. Um, Who's doing Babylon? Yes. Last film, Damien Chazelle. Oh yeah, right. Fun. Uh, but no, it's really good. You need to watch that. I will. Should do, recommend uh, that to you. Well, at some point. Yeah, but you're not. Ha ha ha. Foreshadowing. Right then. Well, my number three is Get Out. And that's Ooh. not that's not an instruction. What are your thoughts on Get Out? Not a massive fan. Oh, you, not a massive fan of all the focus on the racial undertones. I I didn't know where that was going. I I didn't know that where that was going yeah. at first. That was. It's too political. The political in the sense that not that I that's the get point. annoyed by it. That's the point of it's the film. Just, I just don't. I think it works. It plays into that as a way of like delivering the horror. Is that it's um. A lot of the tension comes from the awkwardness between the the casually racist parents. Yeah, I, I like that aspect of it. It's just when it delves and the overtly it racist. It becomes more apparent what's going on. Instead of, it was more subtle in the like, first act. Did you guess what was going to happen? Uh, I didn't. I don't anyone want to guess what was going to happen. Spoilers, spoilers for all these films, by the way. Uh, well, you, well I, I didn't guess the brain stuff. No, I don't want anyone to guess that in the right mind. No. <laughs> That's Jordan Peele. He's a he's a comedy writer. So that's that's. Yeah, I've seen to... quite a few of his sketches recently. They're all going on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a shame. You do who's the bloke who does it with? Key. That's Keegan it. Michael Key. He's you playing know, Toad in the Mario done, movie. Oh God. Yeah. You see, he's done better though. <laughs> that's his. That's his. Uh, that's his career peaking. Yeah. Is with with Toad. Uh, so number two, I would go for The Irishman. Probably, I'd say Scorsese's best film. A lot of people don't like it. I can see why they don't like it. For me, I've, I've seen it about 10 times. It's so rewatchable. So it's about three and a half do? hours. I've seen it about 10 times. Yeah, that's we, we rounded it hours. up. We rounded it up. Right. I haven't finished it. I've watched a bit of it. Haven't finished it, which I should do, because I like Scorsese, obviously. Who does But, it? well, yeah. Yeah, I don't get why people just don't like it so much. But I think if that was made, if it was made 30 years ago, 
it will be a masterpiece. Everyone, well, maybe that's everyone the point. consider it a masterpiece. Everyone will be like, maybe, maybe, away. maybe that's why people don't like it. That is that it feels like a film made that should have been made thirty years ago, and the fact that it's only coming out now yeah. is, is a detriment because it feels overdone. Which to a certain extent, I understand because it is the same cast as a lot of his, uh, a lot of Scorsese's. Yeah, was well, the first time working with that's what should carry it. Like yeah. Al Pacino, De Niro, Pesci, best three actors working in the same film. What's not to like? Are you? Is that? We should have done best actor, our favorite actors and actresses. Yeah. That would have been better. Um, who cares? Do you, do you think that those are the best three actors working today? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh wow. Well, Pesci's retired. I. Uh, he comes back now, and they came back the Irishman. I, I disagree with that. Who would you say? Let's, let's go off Working course. today. Yeah. Going off course. If we're doing both actors and actresses, I would say Joaquin, the master. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the master. Oh, come on. Gladiator? Well, I'm not a fan of Gladiator either. Jesus, I'm... okay. Off to a bad start. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. I'm just not a fan of really any of his films. Didn't like The Village. Yeah, he was in Signs, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't like signs. Well, I don't like signs. Olivia Colman, that's an actress, but whatever. Yeah. That, I shouldn't say that. She is an actress. Star on Peep Show, she'll never top that. She might as well give she, up. Uh, the favourite. What do you mean, Peep Show? Yeah, well, no, yeah. That, she'll just give up. Peep Show is the one that won, uh, you know, Best Actress. That's that's what got her that. Yeah, thing of At the Oscars. Aaron Eckhart. Really? Yeah. I wasn't expecting to hear that name. Uh, we've seen it. What's Aaron Eckhart been apart from Dark Knight? Thank you for smoking. I haven't seen that. That's one of my favorite I haven't films. seen a lot of films with Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, I he's... think I've just seen The Dark Knight. Well, he's good in that. <clears throat> it's like the best part of that. And then he's not the best part of The Dark Knight. He's, he's my favorite part. Of the Dark Knight. Really? Yeah. Really? Heath Ledger. People have ruined that. Yeah, character. people ruin everything, don't they? Yeah, it? people haven't ruined Harvey Dent. Really? You know? Um, yeah, but there's not. There's nothing to ruin. Well, whatever. It's enough of actors. Right, back on track. Back on track. It was you, wasn't it? Yeah, my number two is The World's End. Yes. Yeah. Excellent choice. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of contextual appreciation for the film, given that, given that my, my dad is a massive alcoholic. That's a joke. But he did go to a lot of pubs because it's, it's one of his jobs. I don't know. But I'm quite familiar with that kind of environment, and as a result, the the setting was very nostalgic for me. Uh, and then the film as a whole, I like it for all the reasons people like it. It's been spoken about to death. It's just really good. It's got a lot more heart than the other two films yeah, in the trilogy. 100%. Um, I shouldn't say heart because there is. No, it does have more heart. That, no, I'd say it's it's got more emotion. Because there's a lot of heart in the relationship between Nicholas and Danny and Hot Fuzz. Yeah, Sean and the Dead, not so much. Maybe Nicholas, Nicholas, um, Sean and his mum. Sean and Ed? Mm? Sean is, yeah, Sean and Ed, but Sean and his mum's like the scene. Yeah. Well, it's because she dies. Exactly. You know? But he has to shoot her, it's the circumstances. Ed dies as well. Yeah, not really, though. He, eh, I suppose. It's still, it's still quite a touching goodbye. Yeah, uh, The World's End's definitely the best written but, one. Yeah. The dialogue's amazing. The, the, the World's End is its the most outwardly emotional of, of the three. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of moments about mental illness and 
uh, regret and uh, just it, it's about getting old and that's incredibly interesting and the way that it's ex executed is great that's, that's why I, also it makes me chuckle it's so rewatchable as well oh yeah it's brilliant. That's, of his films that's the one I've seen the most times uh, without a doubt and that's the most that's the underrated one that's <clears> the one that yeah. everyone doesn't like the least it's yeah. the best one yeah I don't yeah. understand that and if you don't agree with us shut up yeah yeah you're wrong that's a lot tamer go than what watch, I was going to say go watch it again yeah and go watch it back. again if you don't like it as much then Idiots. go watch it again yeah uh, number one this is going to cause some controversy in the room you, you, know, you know what it is you say it you know what it is I don't know what it'll put on you, you do dig deep I don't I don't, don't know, know what, what it, is. it is no I've, I'm, I'm too busy you thinking. do know it's in the backyard midsummer oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah just shut it up I, I was too busy thinking about uh, my number one which is also going to cause a bit of controversy right mid, midsummer that's Okay, go go explain yourself. Explain myself. It yeah. deals with every theme, every aspect. Everything's just perfect. There's very few films that everything is absolutely perfect. I think there's literally not one flaw in the whole thing. I I don't like Ari Aster's films. I have nothing against him. I have nothing against his uh, his films really. Uh, it's not that nothing on a technical level I take fault in. I just don't enjoy his films. I know they're not really meant to be enjoyed, mm. but shut up. I I just don't like them. I. It's one of those films. You know when you're watching a film though, and you watch it, you're like, I don't like that. I don't like that shot with Midsummer. Yeah. Everything's just perfect. I guess. You don't get that. Well, that every shot. That's my number one. Um, that's how I feel about that. Uh, which is. Anomalisa by Charlie Kaufman and one I've not seen and the other dude uh, who made Moral Oral which I, I don't know his name that's a shame Anomalisa is like like a life changing experience watching it um, you're selling it soon yeah well it, it is for one like the most it's, it's my favourite animated film bar none it's got the most incredible like mind blowing stop motion animation ever uh, it's got really great performances. There are only three actors in the entire film for reasons that you come to understand as the film progresses, which is an incredibly clever twist on the fact that it isn't live action and it's something that can only be done in animation. It's, it's, it's you must do that a lot then. It's you did that with, um, I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. Very restricted actors. Well, it was four, then it was two. There are a lot. It's pretty much two for a long period of time. There are a lot of actors in Synecdoche, though, because that's almost the point. Is it? Yeah. It gets overwhelming. Yeah. And that's Synecdoche. That wasn't this decade. Um, Anomalisa is. You can tell it's a passion project. It's based on a stage play, I believe, that was written by Kaufman. And Duke Johnson, that's the name of the co director. And it is philosophically just so engaging and interesting and new and the characters are all basically likeable in a mm. very human way because Michael specifically is not a great character morally I mean he's, a, he's an excellent he's a very well written character but in terms of in terms of his morality he's, he's quite great reasons that again we come to realize as the film progresses but overall it's just such a such a clean package it's not especially long 
but it doesn't need to be. And also, once you realise that it's, you know, given given the means of which they're making the film, you, you understand that. And the detail is just so inc it's so incredible. Who's your favourite of all time, then? Favourite film ever? Yeah, the, the grandiose... Make it yeah. more, make it more, yeah, important. This this episode. Um, this is the good stuff. Yeah, even though Anomalisa and The World's End are in my top four favorite films. Oh. Yeah, the, yeah. The Midsummer and Irishman are my third and second. Well, there we go. I think the same is true for The World's End and Anomalisa. So, uh, one of the films didn't. Well, neither of the other films came out in uh, the twenty tens. They came out in the two thousands. Yeah. You go first though. My favourite film is Pulp Fiction. I knew that. You knew that. Everyone yeah. knows that. Everybody knows that because it's your phone case and yeah. like everything. It's just everything. It's everything. Um, I think I gave that film a 7 out of 10. <sighs> you disgust me. I enjoyed what? it. I enjoyed it very much. It just didn't... I'm sure on repeat viewings I will enjoy it a lot no, more. Not, Pulp Fiction is the reason I'm sat here. Yeah, well... If I never saw that, I'd be... I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, it's not my favourite film. <laughs> what or a review did you put on your letterbox? It's, yeah. it's not my favourite film. I can't remember what I actually did put on my letterbox. One second, folks. Oh, Christ. Uh, I, I think I put something. I, I must have put a review. I'm not sure. I didn't review it, but I gave it, I gave it, uh, three and a half stars. Three, three and a half stars. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I I don't enjoy it as much as you do, clearly, because you give you give it like eleven stars. So, my favorite film is Old Boy, from two thousand and three, by Park Chan Wook. Who would have guessed? Except for everybody. I like it quite a bit because it's pretty cool. It's a film and it's good. It's a film and it's in focus and it's good. The only bad bit is the CGI, but that's just because it's dated. Which bit's the CGI? when he is hallucinating the ants crawling all over him. Oh, is that when he's locked in the room? And the fly, yeah. yeah. When he's locked in the room, as yeah. if that isn't the first third of the film. No, yeah. I, I, it was better then. I gave it an eight. Yeah, I gave it a 10, so. It was good, I just saw the twist coming, which was like. Mm. I didn't, I didn't see the twist I coming. I rarely see twists coming, I was like, it just came to me, I don't know why. All the right things just connected to my brain. I was like, that's his daughter, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean... It makes sense, but it's just a bit of a sort of, like a weird conclusion to jump to, isn't it? Straight away, like, that's his daughter. It I is... think there was some exposition before, though, yeah. regarding his daughter. The do no, that's why I put the connection together. It's because the daughter is the person he sees on TV. Or am I thinking about the remake? I might be thinking about the remake. Bloody spiderly. Oh, no. Your brainwashing is... Oh, no, that's he's, not He's my... not done the right thing. That's not my fit. <laughs> Jesus, that's not my favourite film. Um, alright then, this has been a gas. Now, next episode, we're going to be reviewing a film, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yeah, which you are going to reveal. The film we will be reviewing is Raw, directed by Julia DeCarno. You, you knew the name of the director? Nice, hey. okay, yeah. I'm um, that's, that's pretty cool. And you'll see that episode, which will be about as long as this one, next time whenever that is there might be an, like a regular episode before this with someone else as the guest who's to say but who knows what the future holds yeah uh, i won't be telling you but if you want to uh interact with me or joel at all my uh, the email is cover your ears cast at gmail.com 
or lost episode underscore on Twitter. Your Twitter is uh, my Twitter's Joel LCFC. Epic. And if you want to listen to more, you can listen to other episodes. Subscribe so, though. Yeah. If you don't subscribe, I'll come. <laughs> I'll find you. I'll come with a yeah. With a with a simtar. Yeah. And and uh and